Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, DFW. 7 o'clock hour. Sean and RJ, 105 through the fan. Sean's back next week. I'm RJ Choppy. He is Bobby Roberts Rob hump day. Bob Belt on a hump day edition hump day. of Sean and RJ. Power rank, it's coming up an hour from now. I have the Cowboys won. We're going to put you in charge. you got to find out who everybody had last week. Oh, I already got those down. Hey! All gotcha. right. 4.30 in the morning, you know. I'm sorry, was that? I did that at 4.30 in the morning this morning. Yes, yeah, I get here super early. Look okay. at that. Yeah, All you're right. clearly doing something because these seven cuts on the cut sheet, you weren't pulling audio. Yeah. <laughs> Sean was here. You wouldn't have seven, just seven cuts. Uh, no. so I sent like 15 yesterday or two days ago. Uh, but uh, there you go. It's uh, it's coming up one hour go, from Penny. now. Way to go. With power rankings here on 105.3. The fan. Do we have any Cowboy injury updates, Robert? We do. And it's steady as she goes. Jonathan Hankins and Tyron Smith were non-participants at practice on Tuesday. So typically the Cowboys practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They are obviously playing their game on Saturday against the Lions. So everything shifts up. Tuesday- so is there no off day this week for them? No, uh, Monday was sort of an off day. So Tuesday is Wednesday for Victor- them. Victory Monday? Yeah, tu- exactly. So Tuesday is Wednesday for them. Wednesday is Thursday. Thursday is Friday, so on and so forth. Moral so when we Monday. get when we have Mike McCarthy on Friday, we'll already know who's ruled out for the game. We'll know if Tyron's playing or not. So that'll be a benefit because they'll announce the the players that are, av- are available to play on Thursday. Is that okay? So they... They typically announce it Friday afternoon. They'll be announcing it But Thursday. they could take it to game time if they wanted to. No, 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 no. Practice reports are due two days before the game. Right. So but participation report. Yeah, they could put somebody as questionable or whatever, but we will know their game status at least when we talk to it. We'll know if Tyron's questionable or doubtful or whatever else. Okay. But so, again, that still means nothing. Uh, ultimately, yeah, because it's meant nothing throughout this year. Cowboys are a what favorite over the Lions? Home game um, with a team that has already won the division, so maybe they don't have to play for. I will say Cowboys by. Yeah, I hate to put it in that number. I'll say I'll say four and a half, five. Peyton, give me six. 
Six and a half. Mm. Cowboys are six and a half point favorites. It opened at six. It's moved to six and a half. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they're they're a great home team. Now, six and a half is a great number for a favorite. Ho, 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 ho. Over under is 53 and a half in this game. It's two high-powered offenses. It is. It is. Uh, and the Cowboys offense clicks at home. I, I, I like the over uh, in this one. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know if I like the number, but I like the over uh, that more so than the uh, than, than the point spread. You know, generally when Vegas uh, sets the line between four and six, they they're, they're telling you they have no idea. What does it mean when they set it between six and nine? Like, do they have a pretty good feel on that one? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice spread. That's good. So six and a half would be nice then. That'd be a good thing. Yeah, six and a half. They they have an idea. Um, the the issue is um, like it, it, that that leaves them kind of exposed either way you know because you're if you're if you're a favorite you know you want six and a half as your you want to be if you're betting on the favorite six and a half is a good number to bet on seven and a half is terrible seven and a half is great for the dog so between six and nine is a good line but it leaves you exposed it does okay that, that makes sense uh that is not the only injury update from across the nfl the vikings got devastating news on tuesday tj hawkinson who got hurt in the game against the detroit lions Tore his ACL and MCL ligaments in his right knee. The Vikings will be out without TJ Hawkinson for the rest of the season. And now there's some question about will he even be ready to start next year? Because, of course, we've yeah. seen guys who tear their ACL or their MCL late in the season. They're not always ready, right, you know, when the season starts. Look Gallup at Michael Gallup. missed, uh, what, three games? Three, yeah. He was back for the third. I mean, really, he's missed about 20. He, he was back for the third. He just didn't play. He, he said he wasn't ready. But he was active. He was activated and ready. He just didn't play. So uh, Kevin O'Connell, the head coach of the Vikings, says, knowing TJ, the type of player he is, I'm absolutely looking forward to when we can get him back rolling and have a great 2024 season. I think there is a legitimate argument that Kevin O'Connell deserves coach of the year discussion. The fact that that team is seven and eight in playoff contention has a positive point differential, even with losing Cousins, like, not sure who your quarterback is every week. Now you've lost Hawkinson. They were without Justin Jefferson for a long stretch of the season. They are incredibly impressive. That that's a, That is a masterful coaching job to me to even get them to 7-8. and eight. And he was somebody who got the most out of them last year. So Kevin O'Connell, I think, is starting to develop a serious reputation as just one of the best coaches in the league. He is everything that uh, you were told Brandon Staley was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, here's my just brief list of coach of the year. Can brief is bad where there's like 87 guys on here. Uh, McCarthy has to be on there. He's not on the betting odds. I know that. Well, that, 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 that's true. That's for that, that, that this is separate of betting odds. Yeah. Campbell has to be on there. Yes. McVeigh has to be on there. Yep. Shanny has to be on there. Yes. Harbs. McDaniel. Uh, LaFleur has to be on there. I think you're you're missing two really big ones. Hang on. Stefanski has to be on there. Stefanski, I think, is has got a real shot to win this thing. Uh, O'Connell has to be on there, and Antonio Pierce has to be on there. Whoa, really? You're Dude. throwing some Antonio Pierce love. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to win it, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I'm surprised you didn't have because uh, if C.J. Stroud doesn't get hurt, I think we're really talking about D'Amico Ryan's in Houston. Yes. I didn't even think of him. I didn't, I didn't even think of uh, D'Amico uh, because he's not hurt. I was like, they're not going to make it. But, yes, no doubt, D'Amico. I mean, it's a three-way tie in that division right now. Jaguars, Colts, and Texans are all eight and seven. 
So it's possible. Boy, I saw a number the other day. Who else would 40, who else could be on that list? 44% of the teams in the NFL right now. 44, almost half the league has a record of either 7 and 8 or 8 and 7 right now. They have achieved the 500 league. Yes, they, they have. Wanted. Oh, for sure. That's exactly what they wanted. Now, none of those teams have a chance to win the title. No. And you know, but the NFL is like they've they've manufactured this, hey, look, you're going to get in the playoffs every couple of years and and that's good enough. Seattle. Really only a few teams have a chance. Seattle, the Rams, the Saints, the Falcons, the Bucks, the Packers, the Vikings, the Broncos, Raiders, Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Bengals, Steelers, all are either eight and seven or seven and eight. That's fourteen teams in the NFL. Mm. Todd Bowles is he another one that that should deserve credit? I mean, they've they've Baker Mayfield and comeback player of the year uh-huh. discussion and and everything else. They've, I mean, Flacco has all of a sudden jumped up on the board for comeback player of the year. Yes, he has. Um, I mean, look, they're that, that is a that is a team. They are dangerous, man. They are dangerous what's Aaron Rodgers doing so Aaron Rodgers is historically Mr. IDGAF if you know what that stands for uh I do he he doesn't care he doesn't care what you think of him he's not bothered by any of it we finally found him a little bit bothered so he caught some heat this past week when veteran Jets fullback Nick Bodden was released by the Jets lost his roster spot because Aaron Rodgers who has no chance of playing this year was activated from injured reserve. And mm-hmm. that cost a guy a roster spot that he had to take up a spot, even though he's not going to practice. So Aaron Rodgers went on with uh, Pat McAfee. He said, I assumed I was going to IR. I asked to be put on IR, but then there was a conversation. Do you want to practice? I said, not at the expense of somebody getting cut. I know how this works. I didn't feel like I needed to practice to continue my rehab. I could do the on the field stuff on the side, but obviously I got overruled there. It is what it is. This was an interesting situation. And he told Pat McAfee, he said, I called Nick right away. I just said, Hey, I hope you know, this isn't coming from me. I asked to be put on IR. He actually said, Hey, look, I'm vested. I'm getting my money. I'm fine. He of course returned to the practice squad and was a game day elevation. And boy, if you see Nick Bodden's lady. Yeah. You are not feeling bad. All right, let's for look him this at up. all. Let's look this up. How you spell? How you as, as people have said, there are two fullbacks in the in the Bodden family. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that photo. Yeah. So, so Nick Bodden is uh, he Boy. he's doing just okay for himself. C- caked up, as the kids say, right? He, is that what you he say? Absolutely. That's right. yeah. That is what the kids say. Uh, college football scores. Uh, the Quick Lane Bowl. That's mm. in. Uh, hang on. Uh, is that in Detroit? It, I'm not sure because I can't see. I'm just looking at the uh, the general rundown. We'll see. Yeah, it is. We'll, we'll say that it is, Chop. Uh, yeah, the Quick Lane Bowl, which was between Minnesota and Bowling Green State. Yeah, it is. Minnesota wins that one 30 to 24. We, well, of course. That was a great story, by the way. They had a guy, play, their quarterback was like a fifth-year senior. Mm-hmm. He was not expected to play in this game. And P.J. Fleck, the coach of Minnesota, came to him and said, hey, we have a transfer. Uh, you're going to get the start in this game. And he was like, well, hang on. I had, I'm planning my wedding with my girlfriend. I was like already applying for jobs because he's not going to play in the, in the NFL or anything. He's like, let me check with her and make sure it's okay that I go to the game. Because I, I was not even going to go to the game. So he winds up going to the game. And she says, okay, you can Damn. play. And, uh, and he winds up going to the game and he wins. That's so a good lady. Good for, uh, it's a great lady. Good for him. Uh, the Texas State Bobcats. Yes, sir. Beat the Rice Owls 45-21 to in the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl over at Gerald Ford Stadium. Two pick sixes on the day for Brian Holloway in Texas State. So 
they run them out of there. And then Kansas gets their first bowl win since 2008. RJ Choppy, they win the guaranteed rate bowl 49 to 36 over UNL, UNLV. Larry Johnson uh, did not play well no. in this game. It's in Phoenix. I believe that game was in Phoenix. Let's see if it's in Phoenix. The guaranteed rate bowl. The guaranteed rate bowl was played in Phoenix. Hey! Nailed it. Chase Man. Field. It's almost as if I do a college football show on Beck UL Network. All. And the kegger with a great intro. By the way, it yes. is uh, since 2008. By the that, way, the kegger today, right? Ooh, yeah, we got kegger at 9 a.m. Yeah. By the way, uh, 2008, the last time the Kansas Jayhawks won a bowl game. Also, the last time the Detroit Pistons won a basketball game. The Pistons dropped their 27th straight game. Jeez. If you you could bet, by the way, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks have won a game more recently than the Detroit Pistons. Jeez. Okay, just put that in perspective. Um, you can bet on the Pistons losing out. There's no way. Now they're two and twenty-eight, I, and it's getting worse. It's getting worse. They yeah. are getting drubbed. By the way, they still filled up ninety-seven percent capacity last night, or so they say. Yeah, people want to see history. They want. They want to see history. Um, you can bet that they're going to lose out, which means they would finish two and eighty. And that means they would lose their next 53 games. Is that how that works, Bobby? What's 53 plus 27? Is that 80? Yeah. Uh, yeah so 80. they're going to lose their next 53 straight, which would give them an 80-game losing streak to end the, to end the year. Um, or 79, whatever it would be. Uh, so you could bet on that. And it's 70,000. Seven, so it's 7,000 to one. These- so you bet 10 bucks, you win 70 grand. This is and th- that defense is so terrible. Here are some of the uh, the point totals that the Pistons have allowed in recent weeks: 142 to Toronto, 136 to the Pacers, 133 to the Lakers, 131 to the Pacers again, 146 to Milwaukee, 130 to Atlanta, 126 to Brooklyn. They are just awful. The Dallas Mavericks don't see the uh, Detroit Pistons until March 9th. That'll be a home game for the Pistons. That'll be when the Mavericks finally see them. And then that'll be the second to last game of the year for the Pistons, April 12th at the AAC. That's when we'll finally get our shot at this. But, man, they started the year 2-1. and one. They were uh, feeling pretty good about themselves. They're uh, like, hey, we're bo- building the right culture here. And now they've rattled off 27 straight losses. Oh, Just brutal. That's, that, that's awful. What an awful, awful way uh, to finish out. So, you can bet on that, Peyton. You can bet on that. Stars play tonight against the Blues. They do against the Bluesers. They're in St. Louis. That's what I call them. That's what us Stars fans call the Blues. Let's, we went Blues. Let's go Stars, baby. We call them Let's the Bluesers. Let's go Blues. We went Blues. Hey, I actually don't remember. I heard that on a Bill Burr podcast. One of his guests referred to the St. Louis Blues as the Bluesers, and I've taken it ever since. Uh, and then the Dallas Mavericks take on the Cleveland Cavaliers at the AAC tonight. You will be in attendance for that. I will be there. I don't know where I'm sitting, uh, but uh, I'll post on the socials uh, where I'm at. And uh, I, if you see me, beer me. N.A. N.A. You do so need the Mavericks N-A. looking for some revenge Shut today. Up, <laughs> yeah, I'll be out there at the American Airlines Center uh, bringing the boys, uh, bringing the lady. So if you see me, uh, beer me, as they say. All right, let's chop it up next on the fan. We got a little bit of a round, the uh, NFL coming up uh, as well as the Ravens go after a Cowboys enemy. It's all coming up next year. On 105.3 The Fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chopping it up coming up at about 18 to 20 minutes from now, 740. Just doing quick math, it's 18 minutes to be exact. Uh, that'll be Chopping It Up today on 105 through the fan. I'm RJ Chop. It's Bobby Belt. What's up? Saw dudes. Saw dude. Tyron Smith did not practice, right? Nope, he did not. He was a DNP. Well, he practiced it all this week. I so so we obviously know that their approach with him has been really unique ever since the Cardinals game that he missed, um, where they are not practicing him on Wednesdays and basically they're they're not practicing him most of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's something that you he may not practice, but that may not mean anything in terms of for his game status report. I. Uh, I'm of the belief right now that I like that their number one priority heading into the postseason is to make sure that he is healthy. They they can't. I I know they can win. I shouldn't say they can win. I don't. I, I don't know they can beat San Francisco. The only chance they have to beat San Francisco is a healthy Tyron Smith. They um, cannot do it with him on with him being out. Pro yeah, probably not. Like I mean, if San Francisco is able to win with their front four. And you're not able to slow that down at all. That would be a massive problem. I don't know that you can go on the road anywhere and 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 win. Now maybe Tampa for sure. I think you could be able to, even though they're playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't look. Do you, do you think they can go into Detroit in that field that that home field and and, and win a game without Tyron? I think it's gonna be tough. I think they can. Uh, but I know they can't make it out of the NFC without Tyron. Like to me, my number one job right now between now and the start of the postseason is to get him healthy. If he's not close to 100%, I just, I'm not even going to risk it. Yeah, I, 
And 100% is relative, like 100% of what he could do. Even with Tyron available, obviously, we've gotten to a point where we don't trust what we see on the road from this football team. And so, I, I, I like, Tyron could be available, and I don't know that I would pick them to go on the road and beat Detroit. I don't know that I'd pick them to go on the road and beat, you know, whoever. I, I would do – I'd pick them against Tampa, and they'd be a favorite against Tampa. Yes, I would I would think they would be a favorite against Tampa. I, I just – I think that there's – zero intimidation for this football team against Philadelphia. Like, I don't think right. they are intimidated by the Eagles at all. And so I, I don't, I, I don't know that I would, I, I might pick Dallas in that one, especially with the way that Philly's played lately. Philly's just not been very good. The problem is Philly's always really good on details. And what Dallas always screws up is the details. But yeah, if you're without Tyron Smith, that makes things all the more difficult for a team that already struggles on the road when he's there. And we talk about how the road environment makes it more difficult for them to get into their cadence, for Dak to do his cadence, for the offensive line communication to be on point. And that was accentuated by the fact that Idoga had as many busts as he did. He had a lot. He had a lot. And you know, maybe they did something, you know, uh, concept-wise to confuse him. I, I have no idea. He, you know, you it's it's. I would think the left tackle would know that uh, Chubb's your guy. You would hope That's so. My guess. You would hope, and and it's it's not like this is a a mystery. Like I mean, we're talking no. about. There's been plenty of times where Tyron Smith has not practiced, and Chumay Doga has gotten in the first team work. The the communication thing should not be an issue. And what's what? But I mean, what's interesting about Tyron is that when he gets the rest, when he doesn't, was that a burp? It was. When he, I, I wasn't. I thought it was a hiccup no, at first, okay. and I just I can't. I've been there. Just, I do it at least six times a show. You guys don't even notice. So, uh, I mean, we notice. We just oh. we try not to say anything about oh. it. Um, you thought wrong, dude. This is something where that that shouldn't have been as much of an issue because, like, he's gotten the first team reps consistently throughout this. But the interesting thing is that when Tyron has missed the practice time, practice time is so crucial for guys to get ready and be ready for the game. Tyron is such a freak. I think we're seeing that the the benefit of what he gets out of practice is not as much of the benefit of just limiting the number of times he's on a field to potentially get hurt. It, it becomes like the Sean Lee thing. Or, or in the, back in the day, you remember they used to have Romo Wednesdays. Romo yeah. wouldn't practice on Wednesdays. There reaches a point where you believe so much in a veteran football player to mm-hmm. be able to step out there and just do his job regardless yep. of the practice load. And it becomes more valuable to just preserve their health than put them out there to potentially get hurt. So I absolutely understand the approach with Tyron. But, I mean, the question that I see some people suggesting is you just don't play him the rest of the year. You just let him sit let for him these sit. final two against let Detroit and Washington. Let him sit and then worry about the postseason. This team, this team, to me, is way beyond regular season victories. It's all about the playoffs of this team. That's The, the organization has said that. They've, they've put that stamp on it. You got to get to X uh, round of the playoffs or formerly known as Twitter. Ah, yes. Uh, in order to, uh, in order to make it through with your job in, in line. So th- it's all about the playoffs of this team, whether that's the right thing to do or not. That's the reality. It's all about the postseason. So if I'm the Cowboys, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Tyron and I am going to uh, put him on the shelf, man. And what are you doing for Detroit though? Like, are you just resigning yourself to the fact of you're the five seed? Look, Philadelphia plays Arizona and the Giants. Yep, but they've been bad. They've been bad. 
they or or or, or marginally marginally good, <laughs> marginally they've been average. They've been very very average. So that's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, and then obviously beating Detroit would put you ahead of them, so you would get that game here if you were to play them. This team's got to get. It's very imperative for them to get home field. So it is a give and take. Tom Bliss, who is the manager of football ops uh, data science at the NFL, uh, like, like works for the league office, puts out different you know analytics and things like that. Um, Hopefully, no relation to Dave. I, I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't believe he's a, a, a Dave Bliss relative. But he had yesterday the most likely matchups with no regards to seeds in this season's wild card round and divisional round. There is a 61.5% probability that Dallas and Tampa play each other in the wild card round. And, and that is yeah. by far, that's the only matchup that's over 50%. Yeah, and, and, and they'd, be a fa- they'd be a road favorite. By the way, the second, the most probable divisional round matchup is Lions and Eagles at 26%. You know what's second, though? Dallas versus San Francisco. Scary. So right now, think about. the the analytics are saying that the most likely matchups that Dallas is going to run into are Tampa, and if they win that game, going on the road to San I Francisco. Mean, it makes sense because, you know, Chalk's going to hold, and, and both Philadelphia and uh, the Lions will be favored at home in the first round of the playoffs. We had brought this up a, a little bit uh, at the end of last week, and I can't remember if we touched on it yesterday or not. But the idea of when you look at the playoff seating right now, would you pick potentially, could you see yourself potentially picking all the road teams to win in the wild card round? Yes. I wouldn't. You have Seattle on the road against Philly, who they just beat Philly, and they did it without Geno. You got the Rams who are playing much better, taking on the Lions, who the Lions have not had a bunch of super impressive victories. Lions, a lot of- Lions, are, Lions are prone for a stinker. I don't buy the Rams. I don't think the Rams, I think people are telling you the Rams are good because they want the, they want the Rams to be good. But I thought you had McVay in your Coach of the Year rankings. Well, I mean, he's going to have to be by default. They're going to make the playoffs. I just, I think it's interesting. They're so that, thin, man. There's, they could do you a favor. I, I mean, if you were to get, if you were to get that to happen, you get Dallas, the Rams, and the Seahawks as the wild card teams, and they pick off the higher seeds. Then you're looking at a San Francisco Seattle game and a Dallas Rams home game. Yeah, and and like I mean, I was at that Rams game here a couple of weeks ago I just, I just wasn't impressed like they're, they they've got I don't know they're they're okay they're okay at best I I think the Seattle I think Seattle beats Detroit they've put up 48 and 38 in the last two times they played them yeah like they've got some kind of hold over Detroit I, I don't know about the Rams I don't know if the Rams would do that I think I think the matchup would be you know Philadelphia versus LA that would be I mean, I, I think obviously Seattle, I think, is a very underrated team. I mean, they put it on they put it on the Cowboys for three and a half quarters. We got a text here from the four four three. The road narrative is way overblown. I don't know how you can say that. Don't know say that, man, dude. Like they, w- w- what's overblown about it? What's what like what is overblown about the road narrative? Like is the idea that it's fluky? Because I mean, this is clearly a different team at home versus on the road. They score a ton of points. When they're at home and they struggle to get things going when they're on the road, like that's just the fact. And I mean, I think when you go back to last year, Chop, I believe the Cowboys are five and or, or six and nine, nice in their last fifteen road games for a team that's potentially going to win yeah. three straight, have three straight seasons of twelve wins. 
and you're a six and nine road team over and, the course of basically a full season's worth of games. And you've lost what nine of eleven on grass. That, that's not that's not a fluke. That's not overblown. You're just bad on the road. Like that's it, it is what it is. They have scored thirty points or more in every game at home. They've scored fewer than thirty points in all but two games on the road. Wow, they're just a different football team there. Let's see. They have 40 against the Giants. What was the other one? 33 against the Panthers, which was, again, if you talk about the offense, remember, Deron Bland had a pick six against the Panthers, so the offense scored fewer than 30 against the Panthers on the road, and there were there was a special team touchdown and a defensive touchdown against the Giants. So that was fewer than 30 as well. So the offense has not put up 30 points in a, in a road game this year. And for a team that's been as explosive as they have at home, you look at their top games this year, 49 mm-hmm. against the Giants at home, 45 against the Commanders, 43 against the Rams, 41. Like, like over the last, I believe it's this season, they're averaging right around 40 a game at home. And it's it's over the last, like if you go back to the end of, middle of 2019, end of 2019, Dak averages pretty close to 40 points at home over the course of four years. Oh, for years. sure. It's, it's a... It's a, it's a it's, 50% proposition. They've scored 40 they they've scored 40 points or more in I believe it's 14 of their last 27 home starts with Dak. It's crazy. And then they can't seem to put it together on the road. So I don't know how you can say that's overblown. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, the the, the quality of opponent on the road is you know, over the course of 4 years is going to add a, you know, equal out to be about the same as the quality of opponent at home. Yeah. I mean ultimately. And so it's not something where like I said, you can't be what are they up to now? Uh, they've won 15 in a row at home. Sounds Dating back right. to last year. You can't be a 15 straight game, you know, that was, streak uh, at home. That, who was that? Was that uh, Tampa or was it? A, it was a- Tampa. That was the Dak breaking his thumb at the end of the game. Yeah. They lost 19 to three. That was an awful performance. But if you go over, they win 15 games in a row at home. And then on the road over the last 15 games, they played their three games below 500. That's not that. That's not overblown at all. That's there's something different here. Yeah, and this year, you know, and they had a bad loss against Arizona. Uh, the the rest of the losses, you know, Buffalo and Miami, those aren't bad losses. I wouldn't call those bad losses. Uh, those are good teams. But the Arizona loss, you, you, that, that that's one of those. That that's an NFL loss. That's that that's a, you know, it's a, they get paid two kind of game. Strange things happen when they're on the road in Arizona. That's what we've just. Boy, do they ever. Do they ever? All right, uh, coming up, uh, let's do this here on uh, a little around the NFL. The Cowboys regret trading Amari Cooper? Uh, they should. Shouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, look, look, Amari so. Cooper had a, an absolutely fantastic game this past weekend for them. And one of the biggest benefits of having a guy like Amari Cooper is he is – one of the most quarterback-friendly receivers in the league. Like, you remember the, the old Not buzzword, Dak? No, this year, the, the splits are about the same. They're, they're pretty close to the same. By the way, I found this interesting. He is in year nine now. He has zero seasons with double-digit touchdowns. I don't care about that. I know, but I, I find it bizarre. It is bizarre. There's not a, a year where... Like Julio like, Jones had, one, had that for a while, right? He couldn't find the end zone? Yeah. And so, I, I mean, it's something that happens but it's just it, it's absolutely bizarre but you look at this last game that Amari Cooper put up uh and it was on the road RJ Choppy 11 catches 265 yards two touchdowns 
he now on his own holds the NFL record for the most games of 10 receptions, 200 yards, and at, at least one touchdown. Woo! It is. He has four games of, of that type of variety over his career. So that's more than the guys who are tied with three games, which are Tyreek Hill. Uh, you've got Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, Isaac Bruce, Julio yeah. Jones. They all have three games. Hey, he's he's good. He, he's good. Now, now, you had said yesterday that they swapped out or they, 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 they bought Michael Gallup. Essentially, what it came down to was an idea of, do you want to re-sign Gallup or let him go and keep the Amari contract on the books, which is has turned into a very team-friendly deal uh, for them. For and Cleveland. Yeah. For, yeah, Cleveland's in a, a good spot with that contract. And Amari Cooper cut them a deal. Amari Cooper wanted to be a Cowboy. He never wanted to leave here. I don't think that... He did not get there throughout various points of his career. He has not gotten along with people on the coaching staff. He did not get along with Sanjay Law, their receivers coach. Sanjay Law was ultimately let go. Amari wins that one out. He ultimately lost, I think, against McCarthy. I think he and McCarthy butted heads. And ultimately, that's something that McCarthy won out on in the building. And they they go ahead. They move on from Amari Cooper. They get a fifth round pick in return, which was used on Matt Willetsko who I know they were high on. They thought could be a a regular starter in the NFL mm-hmm. one day at, at offense tackle, but he's not been healthy. He's been hurt for two years now. And when you look at the production you've gotten out of Gallup and the way that he's played, and then you look at Amari Cooper with just a carousel of quarterbacks, including Joe Flacco coming off of his couch, the last two seasons, Amari Cooper, 78 catches, 1,160 yards, nine touchdowns. This year, 72 catches, 1,250 yards and five touchdowns. He's averaging 17 yards per reception. You could use that in this offense. You could absolutely, if you're telling me the offense is Cooks, Lamb, and Cooper, as opposed to Cooks, Lamb, and Gallup, I think you're getting a lot more out of this offense. So, yeah, I, I think well, yeah. They're, they're at a point where they absolutely have some regrets about it. At least, I don't think Mike McCarthy does. I think Mike McCarthy's trying to establish a certain culture, and he it, didn't feel like yeah. Mari Cooper fit. They still think he didn't like football. I think they they think he didn't like football. I think they well, he like he likes he likes playing it for Cleveland. Despite what they say, I think they were bugged that he didn't get vaccinated. I think that upset them, especially when he missed a game because of it, because of COVID protocols. Um, and so, if he had gotten vaccinated, would he have missed the same game? Um, I don't recall the specifics about. It. I just know that they felt like yeah. you wouldn't have got it or something. They they were just they they've definitely felt like. He wasn't putting the team first. Michael Irvin had said that, that he felt yeah. like you're not putting the team first if you do that. Um, but Amari Cooper is somebody who I think they absolutely miss on this football team. But I think that I think guys in the locker room would probably say, man, we could really use him. He'd be a bo- big boost for us. I, I think people in the personnel department and the coaching staff are more likely to say, eh, we're trying to build a certain culture and he didn't fit it. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I just think like, I think it's, I don't believe they said, okay, we need, we're either going to sign Amari or Gallup. They, they, CD replaced Amari. But CD didn't need a new contract. Gallup did. No, no, no. I, I, I know. But like, it's like they drafted CD to replace Amari Cooper. Um, Replace somebody. They drafted CD to replace somebody. Like, yeah, like, like he was eventually going to be the number one. They were going to pay him. Right. And so, but that's the thing is that Coop's contract had become so affordable. There was no guaranteed money on the back end. Right. It was a relatively low figure. I'd have to look at the NFL receiver rankings in terms of 
contracts, but it's he he's a bargain at this point. And what you've done is you you've decided to pay Michael Gallup, who's not breaking the bank by any means. It's mm-hmm. not like he's costing he you like thirteen million a year or something. Uh, yeah, I believe that's what it is. Twelve and a half, thirteen, something like that. But when you go down the list, Amari Cooper is tied for eleventh. He is one spot ahead of Brandon Cooks on the salary rankings. Yikes. Yikes. What you're getting out of him is a one. A legitimate one. And that's that's what he's been throughout his career. So yeah, I think they're absolutely they should regret it. If they don't, it's it's strictly a culture thing. They should for one reason. They 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 still operate uh, as if a third wide receiver is a luxury. Um, yes. They still operate with that uh, that notion in mind. Yet they don't operate uh, with a second with the right tackle as a luxury. They don't operate with a with a right and left defensive end as a luxury. It's it's wild that they they will prioritize three corners but not three receivers. Exactly. There are three receivers now on every play in the NFL. You know, for the most part, unless you're in like a jumbo. There's three wide receivers. It's a starting position. It's no different than the right tackle. None. It's no different than the left defensive end. None. It's no different. Yet they operate like it is. It's just as it's more important than I would argue it's more important than even the number one wide receiver, the third wide receiver is, because you create the biggest mismatch on the field. Yeah. If you're a when Antonio when you at when As long the, as you're willing to take advantage of it, as long as you're willing to throw the ball to CeeDee Lay when he's in the slot against Kahoo. But like when when Tampa rolled out Evans Godwin and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was the biggest mismatch on the field as the number three against the third corner. Yeah, if they were if they were playing like if you're, if they were going in that start. I mean, it's a Mount Brown. Rushmore receiver, absolutely. And you know, I, I don't think the Cowboys view it like that at all. I, I just don't believe they do, and I think it's a mistake. So yeah, I do think they regret the Amari trade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay. Let us chop it up. All right, here we go, fellas. Let's have a little fun today. I found out over the uh, time I was off, I was playing golf. I, well. I, I realized one of the moments that uh, that age had hit me, and I posted this on my Instagrams. So I was playing with two gentlemen, friends of mine, and they're in their 50s. Mm-hmm. One of them was pushing 60. Um... But I noticed the conversations change as you get older. When I was playing golf or hanging out with my buddies in my 20s, we were talking about drinking and girls, gambling. Boobs. Boobs. You know, we were uh, you know, trying to get the cart girl to come home with us. Whatever, right? 
in your 30s, you're talking about drinking and, from at least for me, drinking, gambling, and, you know, you have conversations about your relationship that you're in. Many times, oftentimes in your 30s, you're married. How your girl doesn't do the same, doesn't, doesn't look at you the same way anymore, mm-hmm. right? Conversation changes a little bit. Yep. Well, and now I'm 44, so I'm still not there yet. But in the group, I felt like I was one of them because I've been going to the doctor a lot lately. I've got all kinds of heart and liver problems because I've treated my body like an amusement park uh, for the first, I don't know, 40 years of my life, 44 years. And the conversation went from drinking and girls and gambling in my 20s and 30s to doctor's visits and colonoscopies. Mm. And that's when I recognized, man... I have cr- I have officially crossed over. When you choose voluntarily, instead of talking about things that are fun and enjoyable, you talk about all the health problems, the medications you're on, the colonoscopies you're about to get, which, by the way, I was told I have to get one next year. Ah. When I turn well, 45. The, here's the good news. They no longer make you do the, uh, the milkshake that you got to drink to clear everything out. They give you pills. Yo, you don't have to do a colonic thing anymore? Nope. They give you these, uh, they make you take like, it's a lot though. They make you take like 12 pills in an hour. Poop I pills? To, I had to take one last year. Yeah. and You it, had a colonoscopy? Yeah. Why? I had uh, I had lost 14 pounds in a week and I was like having severe abdominal pain. They thought I had like, um, like IBD or something like that. And they went in there and they're like, they did a colonoscopy. What is IBD? Uh, uh, inflammatory bowel disease. So Crohn's. Ulcerative colitis, oh, something like yeah. that. So they were concerned. That's what I had. They went in there. They're like, nope, you're good. They're like, but you do have uh, some pretty bad inflammation in your stomach. So chill out on the energy drinks and everything else that you do. So, but I had to get the colonoscopy and the uh, the the down the mouth one too. I hope they change cameras. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did they put you out for the colonoscopy? Yep. Oh, yeah. They put me out and I am a hypochondriac and I panic. And so... I was sitting there and I was laying on the table and I was so sure like they're going to come out of this and they're going to tell me I have stomach cancer. Like that's what I convinced myself of. So as I was getting ready to go under, I was kind of like panicking and they're getting ready to do the anesthesia and they go, stop, 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 stop. And you hear beep, 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 beep. And my heart rate had gone up from like 70 to like 130. Oh my gosh. And I was like, it's fine. I'm just, just knock me out. I like, I get panicking. And they're like, all right, think happy thoughts. And I, I woke up and I, when I woke up out of anesthesia, I was just like, all right, where's the doctor to tell me I'm dying? Like, that's what I convinced myself of. And he came in and he's like, you're fine. Okay, so obvious question. Did it hurt? The anesthesia? No, the colonoscopy. <sighs> no. Though, I mean, what hurt was like- You the- don't feel anything? Like when you- No, you're knocked out. No, but when you wake up- No. Look, like something's been there? Look, as, as somebody with the experience you have, I, I would think- just well lubricated. Oh. All right, like like I mean you. I, I'm talking. I'm talking about uh, you know wow. that that's uh, that. I'm, I'm talking about in in your own administering the, the uh-huh, doctor. Absolutely, that, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, no, the thing that hurt the most was the abdominal cramps from the pills. So you couldn't tell, like, I I I, I, I don't even know what's going on there. Like that that first uh, the first time you break wind's got to be weird. Uh, I just didn't trust anything for a couple days. <laughs> I didn't trust anything for a couple days. There. Gotta feel a little odd. Dude, dude, they, they make you, they, they like, when you take these pills, you get so emptied out that by the end, it's clear. What's coming out of you is clear. So it's like mucus. Ugh, yeah, gross. so it's just like, you're, 
it completely wipes you out. So I didn't trust that for a couple days. The fact that I had. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't I sure that about one. that. But um, ultimately, it, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. Okay. I tend to panic about every little thing. So I made it a bigger deal than it probably was. But right. when it was over, I was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that bad. Did you see the story of the Colorado Avalanche announcer? Did I did you not. see this? So this guy is um, obviously the avalanche announcer is sitting there. This video, uh, this was awful. They're in a break. and We were on a break. I'll show you the video here. They're in a break. He takes a sip out of this cup, okay? Mm -hmm. And he gags immediately. It was his other announcer's dip cup. Oh, no. He's in there, and and he comes... (laughs) This is disgusting. This happened to me, not dip cup. Yeah, so did anything like this happen to you? It happened to me. My dad has- I'll take a little sip. My dad has smoked Marlboro Red 100s like every day since he was like 14 years old. And he used to put them out in cans of Coke. Like he'd leave like the last little bit and I had set down my Coke. I mistook which one was which- and I grabbed it, and I got the backwash cigarette water that I drank and immediately vomited. Oh, man, I, I took a drink. I can't remember where I was, but somebody put their Zin, like those nicotine pouches, in the drink, thinking that my drink was an empty one, but it wasn't. And I took a drink of this, and it was, oh, oh God, slimy. Gross. I was pulling it out. Oh, it was disgusting. This was recent. This was the last year. I can't remember where I was, but it was disgusting. That was somebody's Zin, Zin pouch. That sounds disgusting. But yeah, I've had the cigarette water, never the dip cup. But the dip cup is the dip water bottle, whatever. It's it's one of the most disgusting. So bad. So my brother knew somebody. We've talked about my brother on this show before and and some of the the trouble he's been in in his life. And uh, or, or just the experience he's had. He knew somebody one time who they just had this like rundown like house it bordered on a trap house to be honest and they had something they called <laughs> they had something they called the spit corner Ugh. which it was a corner where between the couches where they would dip and they would just spit on the carpet and Ew. it was like a corner of just dip spit that had built that's up over two i could not step in that house. oh my god it's gross oh i felt bad for this guy i'm watching this and obviously they're in a, they're in a commercial and they're coming back and he's like just washing things down left and right uh, oh, I, I can't imagine. You'll never get that taste out of your mouth. Oh, it, it'll God, it'll stay with so you vividly. Bad, so bad. Like I say, I can still vividly remember what the taste of the cigarette water was like. That was awful. I can imagine that. I can imagine that. Uh, speaking of washing it down, a new study shows that uh, Jaeger bombs. You fan of those? Jaeger bombs. You sound you. You look to me like a Jaeger bomb. Guy. I haven't drank a Jaeger bomb in probably twelve years. All and, right, so it's, and they taste like licorice, so I don't like Jaeger. Peyton, do you know what's in a Jaeger bomb? Uh, yeah, it's Jaeger and a bunch of other stuff. I had it a couple years it's ago. Jaeger and Red, Red Bull. Bull. I wouldn't say it's a bunch that's of other stuff. Oh, it's that's Red right. Bull. Well, Unless you're talking about the ingredients. Jaeger in Red bombs. Bull. Jaeger bombs. Um, so they say, according to a study, drinking Jaeger bombs could be just as harmful as. Cocaine. Oh, cocaine. I thought you were going to say chlamydia. Cocaina. A, a study by Purdue University found that the mixed drink causes changes in the brain's neurochemistry at a breakneck speed. It acts as a depressant while the energy drink is a stimulant. 
Ever felt like you were having heart palpitations after abusing your students' bar? Uh, they're, they're three for $10 offer. That is why. Uh, two drinks mixed together can lead to change in the brain, similar to the effects of cocaine. Man, Jaeger is just gross, though. Oh, I love it. I don't straight. Like it. I like it straight. It tastes like black licorice. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I like it straight. It has a little sugary, right? It's, it's, it's like it's like screwball. I always loved the, the uh, peanut butter whiskey. I loved the Vegas bombs, which was peach schnapps, Crown Royal, Red Bull, and those were delicious. You sound like a Vegas. It's, they were delicious, like bomb but I got violently ill off them one night in Denver, and I can't. I can't drink them anymore. It's so, one of those ones where, like, I gag when I smell them. I wonder, like, is does that mean that if a if a Jaeger bomb is bad, does that mean like a vodka and Red Bull would be bad? It has to, I, has yeah. To have, I mean, it has to have a similar. They're because I assume they're just saying it's liquor and Red Bull in general, right? So upper and a downer, both all in one. Which makes sense. I understand that that probably wouldn't be but the, the best upper thing and the for downer you. together. Would make sense that that I, just that, makes sense that it wouldn't be, be the best. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be the I best agree. thing for oh, you for sure. to mix that. I, I would guess your doctor would recommend against that. Job. Well, my doctor recommends against a lot of things. I'm I'm on the uh, is it on the wagon? Yeah. What's it when you're not drinking? On the wagon. Yeah, I'm on the wagon for a while. For well, outside of like holiday, high holidays, the high yeah. holy days, I'm out. New Year's. So New Year's, I'll drink and Valentine's then, Day. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll drink. drink, I'll, drink, drink I'll drink at the Super Bowl. Yeah, national championship game. No, probably not. Mavericks tonight. Uh, yeah, I'll have a beverage tonight. So, I can't go to. You can't go to a game. <laughs> I can't go to a game and drink water. So, like, I just like you know, it's three months, and I'm basically just cutting back ninety nine percent of my alcohol. Because otherwise, I would drink basically every night. Just have something every night. A glass of wine, whatever. Now it's just when it's special occasion. What's your wine of choice? Red. I don't know wines at all. I just go like, okay. I like a Malbec. I like Cayman. I always like to. I like to. Camus. Camus. That's what I meant. (laughs) Camus. Yeah, that's what uh, Sean was. Cayman is an island. That's what Sean was. Cayman is also an alligator. Sean. That's what Sean was yelling at uh, Jay Glazer at the Super Bowl. Camus. Yeah. Camus. (laughs) I like Cayman. Or no, not Super Bowl. It was uh, training camp. (laughs) But no, man, the. yeah, I am uh, typically with with wine. Like, I just like to annoy people who actually know things about wines because I'll just like start drinking it. I'll be like, you can really taste the tannins, and I don't know what that means, but like, I know that's a phrase they use in wine, and so yeah. I'll just talk about the tannins and annoy people. People can be allergic to tannins. I have no idea what it means, or I'll like swirl the glass and I'll be like, look at the legs on that, and I have oh, no idea yeah, what I'm talking about. Legs. Yep, no idea. Very nice. Hey, that's chopping it up. We got power rankings. Woo! Yes, sir. Power rankings coming up next at the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 